good position. Affirmative. Negative. I am the milkman. My milk is delicious. Roger that. Okay, let's go. Welcome to the Best Linux Games Podcast. Go, go, go! The best Linux games, the best games available for the uh, GNU slash Linux operating system via the mechanism and distribution network known as Steam, brought to you by Valve. After 700,000 years, the Steam has come to Linux, and beyond that, it has come to Linux in the form of the egalitarian Linux-like platform, Steam, an open marketplace in which... That's right, ladies and gentlemen, it's Saturday, and that means it's time for one thing. It's time for the podcast where the quality goes in before the name goes on. You're listening to the Best Linux Games Podcast, a companion piece to the uh, Steam group of the same name. Find us on Steam, you know, uh, join us on Steam, and friend me on Steam. My name is Scooky Sprite. I am your host. In case this is your first time here, uh, the ground rules for everything that we do are very simple. We have news. We have the latest titles that we are interested in. Of course, features, you know, like kind of in-depth looks or reviews. And then we have, of course, everyone's favorite the deals! Uh, the best games that you can buy for as cheap as possible. If you join us on the group, our recommendations are curated with the sole criteria of... It must run on Linux, and it must be really good. These are recommendations only, of course. Uh, not complete reviews, which generally will follow, um, especially once they get some other mofos on this show. And as always, the content that awaits you ahead may not be appropriate for members of all species, races, genders, classes, creeds, and especially might not be age or work appropriate. So, it begins. Let's get the Linux gaming on, bitches! Hello, friends and neighbors, and welcome to episode number 233, Jesus of the Best Linux Games Podcast being recorded for you here on this uh, early Sunday morning, Sunday, 5 o'clock, uh, 0500 hours, uh, April 14th, 2019. That would make it for our sequel, Friends, 2019, 04, 14, 0500. Uh, we have a small show for you this week. Um, we've been waiting for one specific thing to click into place before we uh, brought it about. But anyway, crack engineer Ivor Molina over there in the booth holding up the whiskey sign. That's a good idea. Drink! Oh! Ivor, you're fired. Damn, that was that was good. Why won't this get closer. Well, Ivor, again, you're fired. You're fired, Ivor. Again, fifth time, seventh time, you're fired, 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 fired! We have fired Ivor, Molina. He's gone. He's 
ancient, he's ancient history, he's in the past. So now, let's get straight to our top stories on this Sunday. I know we're a little late, but uh, we're waiting, waiting for the final results on the rehab of our Galago Ultra Pro that we bought six or seven years ago. Um, This was one of the most expensive pieces of technology I've ever purchased in my entire life. And I love this machine. It was my uh, Arch Daily Driver uh, for remote. Um, Meaning I used it mainly for presentations as well as for uh, remote coding and stuff like that, like, you know, blah, 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 anything that I had to be away from my daily driver desktop on which we are recording this. Um, It was like, it was a lot of money. It was very expensive. Unfortunately, the battery, okay, so like there were a couple of years where I used it sporadically. Um, and I was running Arch for almost all of this entire time. Uh, there were a couple of years where I was running it sporadically, um, and the battery just kept getting shorter and shorter and shorter until it would not the battery life in terms of like per charge, till it wouldn't hold a charge anymore at all. And that was like maybe ooh three years ago. So evidently. I had to do some research, and evidently, uh, I was on the longer edge of, longer end of that scale. Um, because evidently, the battery that they shipped with the Ultra Pro, which is a giant fucking thing, I wish, I wish I could show you a picture of this. It is a huge thing. It is about nine inches long. Um, and it's in an L shape. Um, because the, the Galago Ultra Pro is actually just a Clio, or well, it's some model of Clio, but anyway, I was giving up on this Ultra Pro and so I bought a GPD Pocket 2 which I thought would maybe be a suitable machine to drag out to Bellingham for a Linux Fest Northwest Unfortunately, I, I did manage to get uh, Linux installed on the GPD Pocket 2. Thank you, uh, Martin Wimpress from you know Ubuntu Mate, the Ubuntu Mate uh, project and distro, because um, he has a GPD Pocket 2, and so therefore he's made it his special mission to make a GP you know spin up a GPD Pocket 2 uh, Ubuntu Mate. Uh, image that works out of the box and it does but it is too small of a machine now before we go too far with this I want to say openly that I love uh, duh, and now do love love once again my Galago System76 Galago Ultra Pro not just because it was so expensive but because rehabbing it, which is something I did this week, and finally my charger showed up, I found out that you can buy a generic battery because it is based heavily off the Clio. The Galago 
Ultra Pro it actually has a fairly easy battery replacement process. It does require almost a full breakdown of the actual uh, systems case. So, like, there were, like, six different cups in which I had different machine screws in, but the battery only has one connector, and it only has two screws that hold it in place, even though it is a monster. You don't have to tear down the entire... You don't have to componentize the entire Galileo Ultra Pro. So, I pop in this new battery after, you know, I got really stoned, and I'm like, alright, fine, fuck it, I've watched two YouTube videos, I'm, you know, either I'm gonna break the thing or whatever, it's been six years, and it's a, it's one thing when it's a system that you bought that is old, like you bought it used, it's another thing when you paid two grand for it off the rack. So I was, I was still very nervous, but luckily I was very stoned, and, um, I was like, fuck it, I'm gonna do it, I'm gonna break it, or what? It's not going to matter because it doesn't work as it is. Like, it literally would not hold a charge, like, through... It, it wouldn't boot up at all unless you had it plugged in. Um, so I replaced the battery, then I had to find a generic uh, adapter for the for the power. But I was shocked and amazed when I booted it up for the first time after I installed the new battery, the new generic battery, because System76 no longer supports the Galago Ultra Pro, when it was like, ah, battery at 40%, and the whole fucking thing just like lit up, everything was, it was great. So then I needed to wait until I could find a replacement AC adapter um, for it, and that worked too, and then I needed to wait that, that showed up yesterday, and then I need to wait for that to actually see if it could hold a charge, like if the charging of the battery would actually work, and it does. So my Galago Ultra Pro is back on top in June. Back on top right now, actually, in April. Flying high in April! Shop down in June! But I know I'm gonna change that tune! Anyway, I'm sorry. Yes, I am very drunk. Um, But we're going to get through this show as we have done so many times, 233 times to be exact. Um, And so, that meant that I had to return my GPD Pocket 2. Now, the good things about the GPD Pocket 2 are as follows. These are still in our top stories, because we have... I wanted to do two features this week, but I need to save an evergreen for next week, just in case we get crushed by Linux Fest Northwest. So... The good things about the GPD Pocket 2 are as follows. One, it is $770, like, yeah, $770, something like that. They took my return, you know, blah, it's fine. The good things about this machine are that it is a truly pocket laptop. I mean, it is a pocket laptop. It is like the netbooks of old, but smaller. Um, it has 128 gigabytes of built-in uh, storage. It can run Windows 10. I don't know why you would want to run Windows 10 on such a machine. It has an innovative touchscreen, almost like a pointer stick from laptops of yore, which is my favorite pointing device. But 
on the GPD Pocket 2, it's in the top right-hand corner. So, like, it's designed for you to hold the whole thing in your, like, right hand and put your thumb, and my thumb, for those of you who have not been listening for forever, has a giant cell tumor on it that makes this type of pointing device very difficult. But even I was able to master it after, you know, three minutes. Um, I can't remember the chipset that it has in it, but it, it is capable of running Windows 10. So it is capable of running Ubuntu Mate, which it did run for about a day and a half before I realized, oh no, I have to return my happy new gadget. The brushed aluminum casing is fantastic. It has two USB 3.0 ports, one on each side, and a USB-C port for power and accessories. Um, And then it also has a micro SD card slot. What that means is that your 128 gigabytes of, you know, onboard memory is your hard drive space is not at all relevant because you can fucking ba-bam, shoop-shoop-a-bing upgrade by sliding in a little card to, oh, well, now we have 128 gigabytes. Now, of course, you can't use that as persistent storage uh, like for your operating system and stuff, but that is more space than, and, and more allowable space than anything that Apple offers you, and at, you know, maybe one-third the cost. Uh, well, no. Maybe at about 40% the cost of what Apple would offer you. So, the GPD Pocket 2, which has an exceptional screen, and it's also a touchscreen, and a full keyboard, relatively, you get used to it very quickly. Um, It's an amazing machine. And if you're looking for something that can fit in your pocket that runs Linux, although, unfortunately, right now, it's kind of limited to Ubuntu Mate unless you want to go through a bunch. I mean, I had it I had it installed. I had Ubuntu Mate installed uh, on the GPD Pocket 2. It wasn't just running off a U- USB stick. Like, you'll see so many of the videos showing uh, like, if you go to YouTube or whatever. Um, no, it was installed and it ran great. And it ran in full screen mode. It was, it was beautiful. Um... 800 bucks, more or less, you know, 760, 770, 780, 800 dollars, more or less. That's what you're looking at for that. Whereas now, let's see if we can just punch this up. Ivor, punch it up. Open the communications channels to the interwebs, Ivor. Let's go to eBay. eBay.com. System 76. Galago Ultra Pro Oh Here we go Mm. System 76 Galago Ultra Pro 14 inch Matt 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 No Matt as in M-A-T-T-E. 
I don't know what FHG stands for, but right now it's been pre-owned. It's got five days, six hours left. Friday, 11.30 a.m. You can buy it now for 800 bucks plus $20 shipping. And even if you have to replace the battery, that's another 50 bucks. It's $1,000 more or less. Uh, this is one of the finest Linux machines that I've ever owned. Um... Although it looks like it is on its way out. Like, I mean, literally on its way out in terms of, like, finding, being able to find components and stuff like that, etc. It's going to get me through Linux Fest Northwest. Trust me, it's going to be great. We're going to hook it up to a fucking... Well, that's the other thing about the the, uh, uh, GPD Pocket 2 that kind of sucks. I don't know if you can do this via the USB-C or what, but there is no HDMI out and I kind of need an HDMI out like if I'm going to have a presentation machine I need to have an HDMI out or a display point a display port or something display point display point you know what I'm saying so anyway I've successfully rehabbed my uh, my Galgo Ultra Pro, which is pretty amazing because it has a great keyboard. It's a huge machine. I mean, it's tiny. You can hold it in one hand. The 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 um the Galgo Ultra Pro from System Seventy Six. You can hold it in one hand, which is one of the nicest things. They so you can like actually show it what you're looking at to your clients and stuff, which is why. I I bought it. I wanted it as a demonstration machine, but then I quickly realized, holy shit, this machine is, like, really powerful. It'll run, you know, Steam, it'll run Steam games, it'll run art, it'll run... The GPD Pocket 2 left a lot to be desired for me, but if you don't need an HDMI out, and you only require, especially like if, if you require my favorite netbook, my favorite computer of the last oh god, ten years is probably the HTC EPC or uh, the 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 um, Asus EPC. Uh, I had a pink clamshell netbook. It was the netbook that I learned how to code on. Every day at the bar, I was there for nine hours every day with my EPC. EPC, I named it Dr. Death. Um, everyone else called it Pinky. Um, but that was where I learned to code. And uh, I wanted something like that because the thing about netbooks these days is that they have no fucking persistent storage and they are very pissy when it comes to imposing like an actual Linux install on them. So why is this battery still here? I should throw away this battery. How do I dispose of this? This is oh, it's a lithium ion battery pack. Has some kanji next to it. Looks like kanji. I don't know. Might be Mandarin. Model W740BAT6. There's no date. And there's no battery swelling on this guy. 
But anyway, my generic battery fixed my Galago Ultra Pro, so that's what we will be using at Linux Fest Northwest. Now, we have one feature for you this week. We're going to make this a... Sh- we're we're going to make this a... Bunch of anyway. Ivor based him with the features. Oh my god, it's Bolivians! Bolivians! Never gonna let you down. I can read your mind. This week's feature. I can't read you. I can't read you. I can read your mind. Take it, Kooky. So, our feature for this week is for a game called Pathfinder. Not Pathfinder. Uh, Pathway, which is a terrible name for a video game. However, I was going to make Ivor, before I fired him, uh, come up with a bunch of uh, Indiana Jones references, but it's not going to happen. Pathway, what Pathway is, and I've spent, let's take a look. Hang on, one moment. What Pathway is, is it's like the XCOM of Indiana Jones. Generic Indiana Jones. I played 12 hours of it. And it has its high points and its low points. Um, it it re- currently retails for uh, 24 or no, uh, $15.99. And the... Ow! Shit! I just hurt myself with my own chair. With my own chair. Hopefully we'll be out of here within the next five minutes. Pathway is great. I'm really enjoying it, even 12 hours in, but there are some aspects of it that are ridiculous. Uh, There are other aspects of it that need more attention. However, this game has been out for like three days. On day one, they pushed an update that fixed a couple of problems, gameplay problems that I had with it. Um, Yesterday, they pushed a couple of more. They pushed another... uh, update that fixed a couple of more of the gameplay problems that I had with it. Um, No one has ever made a game like this. Except for, and this is like where like I have to, in interest of full disclosure, I've been making a game like this for a while now. For several years. This guy got out before us. That's okay. It's a very good game. I think it's a very good game. I recommend it. The idea of Pathway, which is a terrible name for a game, right? Um, is that it is generic Indiana Jones. And the money that they must have spent alone on uh, getting a generic John Williams-sounding Indiana Jones soundtrack into this game was well spent. I mean, it is a sound-alike soundtrack, the likes of which you will not believe. Um, basically, the idea is this. At the start, you take two heroes, one of them being an Indiana Jones-like guy, but you don't necessarily have to take him, and you unlock other heroes, like one guy can be a shotgun guy, like a, a Captain Perriera, or a, uh, a sniper guy, like the Baron, or a uh, scientist chick, like, you know, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. 
And you go into these turn-based combat situations in this procedurally generated faster than light ask and that this is this is if if there is one takeaway from this game it's that it is what happens if you mate faster than light FTL with Indiana Jones now does this combination actually work well you'll have to wait for a full review of it but right now it does I'm 12 hours in and one of the most fun aspects of the game is reading into all of the subtle little tweaks and twists that they put into the game, especially especially fun after 12 hours in once you've seen a lot of the game. It's not just... Okay, first of all, it's not just like Faster Than Light where you have one giant mission that you must complete. No, it's broken into several different quests. Now, these quests, though, they can run on to several different maps, which is where the game starts to run into some problems because it gets extraordinarily difficult to, like, even just keep gas in your Jeep or, you know, the equivalent being faster-than-light fuel in your faster-than-light drive. Um, but the pixel... I, I won't say pixel trash, but the... the 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 amount of detail that went into the uh, different types of uh, light beer and pretzels flavored strategy is mainly tactics, but there are some strategy strategic elements to the game. Um, really make it kind of a replayability fest that's hard to resist, especially if you like Indiana Jones. Every aspect of it is absolutely play like Indiana Jones. Except for the fact that it's turn-based. So if XCOM Faster Than Light and Indiana Jones had a baby that was raised by XCOM 2, this is the game that they would have. Um, it's kind of an interesting quandary. Um, like I said, this is we're not ready for a full review. We've only played 12 hours of it. And right now, Pathway, which came out like literally two days ago, is sixteen bucks, fifteen dollars ninety nine cents. Um, but it's very enjoyable. It's actually really interesting to take on. I'm, I'm almost physically incapable of describing this game to you because one of the games that I've been working on for the last two years has been a game called Whipman Raider which is a text-based adventure game that kind of works off of a lot of the same principles that this very pretty it's very pretty in a pixel trash kind of way. I don't mean pixel trash as a derogative. I mean that like you know it looks like a 19 a game from 1998 um it's very challenging the sheer amount of variety in terms of like characters and weapons and then the equipments that you can uh, eventually find and you know equip and then repair, learn to repair and stuff like that and then like there are levels for every character that you take on every mission and when they die um, you lose them for that mission but they still keep their they st- I think they still retain their experience points because I got people who are like level 4 already 
Um, it's a very, very cool game. And it was made by one guy who took his damn sweet motherfucking time on it. Um, it's a, it's a fascinating game. Uh, right now I have unlocked 22 of 74 achievement gets. I'm at 30%, uh, Sword of Flames, and I've only almost completed the second mission. Um, the second mission is three times as long as the first mission, which is, if I have one major complaint about the game so far, it's that. But, if you're looking for something that's light, beer and pretzel style gameplay, where you can pick it up when you're stoned, you can pick it up on a remote machine even, um, I wonder why they have not made a, uh, iPad version of this game, because this is, this is a game that's like, it's screaming out for iPad, um, like, so you will need, like, a mouse or a, uh, like, if you're playing it on Linux, you're gonna need, you're gonna need a mouse and or keyboard, which brings me to, like, one of the weirdest things about this game is, I don't understand why there isn't a two-player mode, because up until, like, you know, where I am, you can only deploy two people at one time, but eventually as your team, as your, you know, pool of people grows, you can deploy more and more people per mission, like up to four. Um, the most I've ever deployed, which was by virtue of accident, um, I lost a guy, I got a dog, we named the dog Indiana. Has tons of Indiana Jones references in it, by the way, and references to other film favorites. And then I found a. Um, this is in the second mission. Then I found a uh, another. I unlocked someone who joined our team. So I had three guys. I had two actual human beings and a dog. We named the dog. You were named after a dog. Um, and we kicked the shit out of the Nazis. It all takes place in 1930s um, Algiers etc. Northern Africa blah 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 um, and follows along the plot lines of many Indiana Jones movies um, the attention to detail and everything in it is great there are some frustrating bugs in it that are mm, less than excellent, but many of them have been fixed, like they've already pushed out three releases uh, since their launch date I've been very impressed and the soundtrack alone you gotta hear it, so check it out that's Pathway Pathway, P-A-T-H-W-A-Y next week we'll be talking to you about Echo and that'll do us for this week I have to piss and uh, yeah, got a lot of shit to do gotta dye my hair gotta, gotta, gotta get in shape for LFNW. Check us out next week, and uh, we will tell you all about Echo, but check out Pathway uh, in the meantime. Thanks for listening. Later days. A good idea. Hi there. There is delight in doing things right Four or five times It is I, E.B. Farnham Maybe I'll cry 
I'll get you a drink. And if I die, I'm gonna cry four or five times. Do you like to play? We like to play. I like you. We like to sing. It only runs on Linux. We like to go. Yaddy yaddy yo. Four or five times. We're gonna have such fun. Bebop one. You're becoming hysterical. Bebop two. Yes, sir. Thank you, sir. Bebop three. Yaddy yaddy. Four or five times. Matt Damon. There is no Windows version of weaponized chess. Boy, this is fucking ponderous, man. Ponderous, fucking ponderous. It only runs on Linux. It's not a problem. You alienated part of America. I alienated crazy people. I like it very much. It is I, E.B. Farnham. You're becoming hysterical. I'm here. I'm there. I'm fucking everywhere. I'm the Eggman. The best Linux games podcast is brought to you by Blue Wizard is about to die. Now available for the first time as an ebook on Amazon.com. To subscribe to the podcast using a Linux-based podcatcher like Podracer, or to see our YouTube gameplay videos, please visit www.bestlinuxgames.com. Also, join our Steam community group, Best Linux Games, Friends Cookie Sprite, and follow him on Twitter at VegasWriter. BLGP is also brought to you by the Radio Control Room Project. For details, please visit www.rcrproject.com or rfihc.com. Zig thanks you. For great justice.